Welcome to Brand New Doctor. My name is Rola Carajo, doctor turned healthcare graphic designer and brand strategist. This is the show where we share big ideas and look for inspiration in all kinds of places to help you grow a fulfilling career in healthcare. Following a path to success is one thing, but carving your own is another. So this is for you if you want to go beyond book smart. Sometimes when we ask for advice, we are really asking for someone to tell us what we already know. But the real gems are often unexpected and help us to think in a totally different way. A lot of what I do is try not to give advice, but is to listen and allow people to expand into themselves and their own thinking, because sometimes that's the very thing that's become compressed, this sense of, I'm doing what's needed of me or what's expected of me or what's demanded of me, but whoa, hang on. So, allowing allowing people to get to know themselves a bit, really, and sometimes it's taking themselves well, I think it's always taking themselves seriously, whether that comes with a straight face, but yeah, coming to terms with, yeah, well, what, what is it that I want? And, and so looking inside and also looking outside. So I think we're often in any career decision is partly about us and our talents, our motivations, our desires, our preferences. And it's also about, well, what's going on in the world and how does that match with career opportunities for me or career opportunities that I want to create? So I think in terms of what I really aim to do with people who are changing career and working at King's, I've put together this kind of seven steps of a framework. But in essence, that is saying, okay, you know, where am I now? Where do I want to get to? What am I moving away from? Is there some coming to terms with that I need to do in that? Because otherwise we'll end up taking it with us in some way or other. We always take ourselves wherever we go. Again, another simplistic phrase, and it's true. But I think really one of the things I do is really encourage people to engage with their own curiosity and give themselves permission to explore more, to put some shape on that, to think about what are the handholds on the climbing wall? You know, what do I need to find out? How do I set realistic expectations for myself? How long might this take? And sometimes, and the bit that I think often gets under-talked about in career change is that I will always, fairly early on, have a conversation with people about what are the practicalities around this? What do you need in order to feel safe and well in your life? What's the money situation? What's the location situation? Because I think one of the risks of career change is that people perceive it to be very sort of idealistic and individualistic. Oh, I wasn't feeling fulfilled here, so I'm going to go and feel fulfilled over there. And of course, that is important. And how do we carry on living the life that we want to lead? You know, could it be, could be that for one person that's, gosh, it's really important to me that I carry on having enough money to be able to, you know, go away with my friends once a year or, you know, it's sort of like, so career is always within the context of the life that we want to lead, you know, whatever okay. life that is. Okay. So, is there somewhere that we can see those seven questions? I'm really happy to share them with you. And then if yeah. people want to contact you, you can, you can share them. Okay. Yeah, I'll share them with you. Oh, thank you. That would be wonderful. I think these will be very, very useful. I, I really do like questions and I I can't remember who it was that I was listening to they were talking about how if you ask yourself it might have been someone like Tony I think it was probably Tony Robbins in fact actually <laughs> told you I, I love listening to these kinds of things he, he was talking about how 
where we ask ourselves again going back to questions we we ask ourselves questions we ask ourselves the wrong question and we'll get an awful answer <laughs> all the time but if we ask the right question we'll get the right answer or we'll get a more positive answer possibly and mm. so i i just think that it, it is really helpful to manage something as kind of nebulous as career change with questions because I think naturally speaking, we like to answer. If you if there's a question hanging in the air, it's almost like a pregnant pause and there needs yeah. to be an answer to it. So if you take advantage of that, you know, impulse to answer a question, breaking down anything that you want to do into questions that your brain will naturally try and find answers to is a really great place to to begin. Yeah. I think. So, I so yeah. absolutely absolutely agree and then maybe taking those questions to other people as well and asking yeah. them you know again and choosing those people reasonably wisely but you know asking a range of people now you might wonder how I managed to get a job that sounds so far removed from anything I'd done before but I was able to convince them that there are a lot of similarities between this job as a project manager and my role as a junior doctor. So I explained to them that as a junior doctor, I had to do a lot of maneuvering and chasing to bring together the right specialists for a patient in the same way that you have to bring the right people onto a project and that you have to monitor the progress of a patient to make sure they are on track to be able to leave hospital by a certain date. In the same way that you have to monitor the progress of a project to make sure that it's on track to be delivered on time. They took a chance on me and I'm so grateful that they did because I had an experience of the corporate world that I'd never had before. And I really enjoyed this time. I was working in central London in Covent Garden. I had all my weekends off, which doesn't seem like a big deal to anyone who works outside of medicine, but it was a big deal to me. And there were, you know, great perks to the job. It could be a very demanding job. And I would pour a lot of energy into it. I found myself asking again why I was doing this and trying to understand what the greater purpose of what I was doing. Around the same time, my sister Talani had bought a dental practice with my mum and she was juggling motherhood and a newly acquired business with all of the teething issues that come with that, including overheads and staff and patients. And I really felt a pull to help her. So I decided to leave my role at the tech company. I just felt like my work was a drop in the ocean in the grand scheme of things, even though it was all consuming in the moment when I was at work. I managed the dental practice for close to two years and I started just before the pandemic hit. It was definitely a trying time, but we had each other as a family and I cared so much about the outcome of my work in a way that I had never cared before because it was with my family and it was for my family. I felt really passionate. I felt it felt really purposeful. I had autonomy. I was valued. I could directly see the effect of my effort on the outcome. And there was so much variety in every day and just this feeling of progress that I'd never felt before. And I realized just how important all of those things were to me. So not surprisingly, my favorite things to do were creative. I worked on our branding, the visuals for our marketing, our social media, the interior design of the practice. There were so many dental practices offering similar things to us. So we had to distinguish ourselves in a way. And 
it seemed to me that our brand was our main competitive advantage. At some point, it clicked for me that all of this branding that I was doing for the practice would be relevant on a larger scale in healthcare and that I could dedicate myself to just working on the creative side of things and also hold on to those insights that I'd gained from working in the business as well. Then I decided to go to design school. I'd heard of Shillington Graphic Design College through a friend who had started working as a graphic designer after just three months of doing a course there. I guess I'd been in a way looking for a good justification to do it. And when I saw how I could bring my love of creativity and my knowledge of healthcare together, it made perfect sense that I should. Deciding that was a major shift for me. It was the first time that I could feel that I was really investing in myself and taking a bet on myself in a way that I had never done before. I really worked on what I call my confidence diet. I knew that design school could be trying and I could be negative towards myself if I didn't immediately see the kind of progress that I wanted to see. So I really wanted to develop a way of focusing more on my effort and the fact that I was trying rather than getting immediate results. And this is something called the growth mindset. If you're interested, look up Carol Dweck. I was listening to podcasts constantly just so that I could really grab a hold of the educational experience in a way that I had never done before. I always had this feeling when I was in medical school that I was kind of going through the motions and I absolutely did not want to do that this time. With everything that I was investing into it, I knew that I needed to make the most of every opportunity that came up through this experience of going to Shillington. I wouldn't shy away from introducing myself if ever I was in a situation with new people. I would introduce myself as if I had already achieved the thing. I wouldn't say that I'm trying to do this or I'm aiming to do this. I'd say I am doing this. I started to think that beyond designing, I could create a niche for myself, bringing that crossover between design and healthcare, and then I could speak and share my ideas on this. So I had the idea that I would go to Shillington, I'd go to design school, I would build up a portfolio and get some years working in this field and then eventually start speaking about these things and talk about what it's like to do something unconventional when you come from a medical or a dental background, which is very traditional in its structure. Chike Ediputa, who I did another episode with, someone that I met through my alumni network, said, yeah, that's a great idea. You should think about creating a niche for yourself, but you don't have to wait for years to be able to do something. It's not medicine. <laughs> it's not the case that you have to wait to be qualified, perfectly qualified before you're allowed to do something. You can start where you are now and you can start sowing the seeds now and see where that takes you in years to come. And that really gave me the confidence to start this podcast sooner than I thought that I would actually. So I went to design school. I finally got ready to go for what I wanted rather than what I thought I could get. It was difficult to say the least, but I've never been so creatively focused. I met great people. I have my first creative network in my life. And there's so much that I've gained from this experience. So what did I learn through this phase of experimentation? Number one, if you want to go for an opportunity that is not clearly on the path that you are currently on, 
look for parallels between what you are currently doing or the experience you already have and what you want to do in the same way that I was able to draw parallels between my job as a doctor and the role that I wanted at the time as a project manager. The second thing is to pay attention to what you learn about yourself through every experience that you have. From working with my sister at the dental practice, I really got a feeling of what it feels like to do work that truly matters to you. Once I got a taste of that, I knew that I could never go back again. It also showed me that the creative path was the one for me because there were so many things that I was working on at the practice, but wherever I could solve that problem using my creativity, I would absolutely do that. And the third thing is to believe yourself to be the kind of person who achieves what you want to achieve. You have to create a new identity for yourself. The best way to do that is to think about what that kind of person does and repeat those actions because then you're slowly convincing yourself that you're that kind of person. I definitely had to create a new identity for myself as the kind of person who creates a podcast. And I did that by putting myself out there, saying I was going to do it and asking people to come on the podcast. And that built a kind of confidence in me and convinced me that I was that type of person and ultimately led to me following through and doing that. Remember that a big barrier to success is often just trying. And a lot of the time we don't try because we don't believe that we are the kind of person who tries in this way or who does this kind of thing. So you have to start with who you believe yourself to be and convince yourself that you are the kind of person who puts themselves forward and you immediately increase your chances of success. Thank you for listening to this episode of Brand New Doctor. I hope it inspired you in your personal journey. Check out the notes for a summary of the show with all of the important links. And if you enjoyed this, do me a favor. Subscribe and share this episode with someone else you think could benefit from this message. I'd love to hear from you. So why not leave a rating and review? It really helps other people to discover the podcast too. You can also find me on LinkedIn as Rolakeojo and on Instagram as Rolakeo.so. So that's all for now, but I'll be back soon with another episode of Brand New Doctor.